When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that sometimes jerks off, sometimes jerks on. It's always a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How do you jerk on? I mean, their face, their their chest, their feet, whatever you want. Okay. I like that. Your sock, you know, wherever. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Today... Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Mike. (laughs) It's 2024. Uh, the last year of our existence. <laughs> <laughs> Have the Aztecs pre- predicted this one as well? Oh, yeah. that's We were just a little off. Yeah. yeah. We keep being off by one year every time. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 2024. It's 2024. We survived so far. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it up, y'all. <laughs> I don't know. No, neither do I. Uh, this... It's hard to be excited about new years because you're like what fresh hell is this year going to bring yeah exactly right exactly right which is going to end society first donald j trump or artificial intelligence yeah who knows yeah exactly um okay well okay that's enough banter yeah we bantered okay successfully achieved banter great i hope everyone's still hungover (laughs) and now the news shut your mouth hole it's time for your ear holes news News, news, um, news the first, which this is all last year's news, Kyle. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's so, true. It's in the past. So last year, I guess all of our news is in the past. Well, okay. News the first on Halloween of 2022 in the early hours of the morning, 25 year old Oklahoma man, Kobe Green broke the glass door of a Tulsa based donut shop with a baseball bat, and then threw in a Molotov cocktail. Yikes. His reasoning for that was because they were hosting an art night that featured some drag queens. Oh, God. It's taken quite a while for him to like work through this, the process there, but uh, he has been sentenced to five years in jail, and um, he, he pled guilty to malicious use. Oh, he pleaded guilty to malicious use of explosive materials and he set to spend uh, he is set to spend five years in federal prison followed by three years of supervised release now i love idiots <laughs> i love idiot criminals and he basically said on social media all of the stuff that he was going to do because of this drag night that they were hosting He's, oh he pre-admitted it yep quote it's okay okay it's officially time to shine our boots and put on our armbands boys this disgusting filth has got to go and then uh, he said the the shop had been vandalized previously, earlier in October. And in response to that, he said, I'm just sad that those guys didn't use a Molotov cocktail. Which <laughs> is exactly what he did when he uh, vandalized them. Um, he was also accused of setting a different fire in 2021, but those charges were dropped after a witness failed to appear, but it might not have been his first rodeo. Hmm. But uh, basically, Kobe Green 
is our first 24, 2024 nomination for Dickbag Fuckface Asshole. Oh, and so it begins a new. <laughs> so it begins. Wow. Um, yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Uh, the Donut Hole, which is the name of the place, uh, managed to raise more than $29,000 on GoFundMe as a result of all of this. Hopefully they're okay. We'll, uh, I should look into that yeah. more. But um, that covers the cost. That sounds like expensive damage that it might have done. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't understand why we're the problem. Like right. when they want to kill right. us and burn down our shit and like get us banned and like, but we're, we're the dangerous ones. This yeah. is wild. Yeah. Agreed. Okie dokie. Hmm. Uh, news the second. The country of Greece mm-hmm. is going back to its roots, Kyle, and they're going to legalize same sex marriage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in in July, the Prime Minister of Greece, uh, not going to try to say that name. Okay, well, Kyriakos Mitsotakis. Sounded uh, lovely. Promised to legalize same-sex marriage and said that, quote, Greek society is much more ready and mature than they used to be. But uh, the, the, the government spokesperson said that they were going to be pushing through this final version of the legislation that will recognize uh, same-sex marriage that they've had recognition of cohabitation agreements for same-sex couples since 2015, offering some of the rights and benefits of marriage, but this closes the gap and brings it the rest of the way to like full marriage. There is predictably a big pushback, particularly from the Greek Orthodox church. The, Mm -hmm. the church uh, had a synod that released a 1500 word opinion um, saying that they thought that, Quote, children are being treated as accessories and companion pets for gay couples. We want to adopt the kids you don't want. Like, fuck off. You know, like you're these kids that are going to be in foster care or on the streets or whatever. And gay kids want to adopt them. And that's how you treat our benevolence. Yeah. Not mine. I never want kids. But whoever's benevolence, that surely someone's. Yeah. Well, and 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 I don't understand why it is that like gay people adopting kids is them wanting to have a pet. But when a Kardashian does it or whatever, right. they're, like, they're fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, the, the country of Greece, if, if everything goes according to plan, it will be, it will be done by 2027. So cool. Uh, welcome to the party, Greece. Yeah. They that's... sort of started it all and now they're, <laughs> they're, they're finally coming to the party. Coming full circle. Coming full circle. Which is a, fun thing to do with friends that's another thing that the greeks did yeah (laughs) come full circle uh news the last yeah i think this is pretty funny texas attorney general ken paxton who is a dickbag fuckface asshole but not getting a nomination okay in attempts to fully realize the horrific anti-trans care laws in texas reached out to washington state seattle children's hospital hmm and said that he needed to know the number of Texas minors treated, their diagnoses, the medications prescribed, and more in case Texans are leaving the state to try to get care elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because if your doctor won't give you care, then you have to do something like, of course. And in under Texas law, apparently that's that's illegal. So, so uh, Seattle Children's Hospital said, no, fuck you, <laughs> said a giant middle finger, and then... 
sued him. So wow. Seattle Children's Hospital has sued Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton over that demand. They said uh, that providing this information would violate Washington state and United States privacy laws. The state of Texas has no jurisdiction over the hospital, which does not offer services within the state of Texas. Uh, quote, additionally, the demands represent an unconstitutional attempt to investigate and chill potential interstate commerce and travel for Texas residents seeking care in another state. Uh, it was filed in Travis County District Court in Texas. And uh, I I, th- I just think it's it's great. He like Washington state is like, we are a sanctuary state for trans kids. And no. And no, I like that. I like that answer. Nuh-uh. Yeah, fuck you. Just not, not going to do that. <laughs> not going to do that today. We need more Seattle Children's Hospitals in the world. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's it. That's the news. That's the news. Well, speaking of people we need more of, we need more Patreon members. So I want to thank the following new Patreon members. Uh, thank you to Greg Bender. Okay. <laughs> I hardly know her. Um <laughs> I mean, he has to get that all the time, right? <laughs> nice. Um, and Alessandro Miranda. Oh. Thank you to our new Patreon supporters. If you want to get bonus episodes ad-free and a day early and support this show, support Mike and I, support the work we do, support, you know, your favorite podcast, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Do it now. Now. Happy New Year. It's Happy New to Year. To us. <laughs> Because you're signing up. Take all your Christmas money. Yeah. That you totally didn't spend that already. Dump it into our butts. <laughs> Do you want to talk about resolutions? Let's talk about resolutions. That, I don't know. That, that's not a song. Oh, okay. I don't have to go add something to our Spotify playlist no. now. Okay, great. That's ideal. Um, Now's the time of year when people reflect on what has been and what will be to come. Somebody asked me the other day, why is New Year's your favorite holiday? It is my favorite holiday. And mostly it's because I'm an alcoholic. But (laughs) the other reason, the other reason is I genuinely think having an annual, this is the time when you look backwards. This is the time when you look forwards and you just get to do both of those things at the same time and get hammered with your friends is magical. Right. And I'm not the only one that feels like that. But for a lot of people, it includes the ritual, like the 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 explicit, like get out a piece of paper and write some shit down. I'm making some New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, um, for sure. And I, I think also we were hard pressed maybe to figure out exactly what's gay about that. Yeah. But I think we found some shit. Okay. I think we have some gay stuff that hopefully we'll get into when we talk about resolutions, but we'll see. Yeah. But first, first. I'm going to start with the history of New Year's resolutions. Okay. Okay. I'm actually kind of excited about this. Okay. So, uh, if you had to guess who started it, who who would you who would you guess? George Washington. Oh. Okay. No. Okay. Very much no. <laughs> uh, it was around 2000 BC. Oh. The Babylonians. Wow. They don't come up very often. Usually, it's the fucking Greeks mm-hmm. or the Victorians. Or the Victorians. Yeah. No, it was the Babylonians. So they had a 12-day festival called Akitu, and it started around the spring equinox, but that doesn't matter. The whole point was like, this is the start of farming season. This is like, let's look at what happened last year. Let's look at what happened is going to happen this year. But uh, they would, uh, during that festival, they would um, plant crops. They would recrown the king. More on that in just a second. Hmm. And this is where the resolution part comes in. 
they would make promises to return borrowed farm equipment and pay down their debts. <laughs> so that was part of what was required was was making some promises. Okay. Now, uh, what I think is so interesting about about this um, is it, it's a, it's a it's a twelve day festival. Every day had its thing. Um, where like uh, the first day, uh, the priest would recite sad prayers with other priests. And then the people would answer with equally sad prayers. But it was sad prayer day was day, wow, day number that's one. that's so depressing. Right. Um, and then uh, on day two, the high priest would take a bath in the river. And sure. everybody would watch. Okay. <laughs> I guess. It's a high stakes bath that you're taking. <laughs> Everyone watching? But anyway, so there was, there was a thing... Um, uh, Day three was like puppet day. They would create two <laughs> puppets made of wood, gold, and precious stones and dress them in red. And then they would be set aside because they would do shit with them later. Okay. Um, okay. All of this is to say, I could go through the whole thing. I'm not going to. Um, but day number five is my favorite day. <gasps> What's day five? Day five. The public gathers together at the river to eat together and celebrate. And then the king is brought to the temple... And the king is supposed to show humility before the gods. Like, thank you for putting me in this position of power. It's not my power. It's the power of the gods that keeps me here. Show all of this, like, just humility, gratefulness, and and maybe talk about, like, what his plan was for the next year, agenda-wise. Mm-hmm. Sort of leading into the resolution thing. This is my favorite part. <laughs> the high priest would slap the king in the face. <laughs> <laughs> As a way to further induce humility. Wow. Yeah. And uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) the the king's tears were seen as a good omen for the coming year. So he had to really give it. (laughs) Wow. He had to perform like Hallie fucking Barry. He had to like put on a show. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And then and then after slapping the priest, the priest would cry or after slapping the king, the king would cry. And then and then the priest would reintroduce the king to the public, like put the crown back on him and freshly say, right, slapped. Yeah, you're good to go for another year. Damn. Now. Wow. Not the first time I'm going to talk about slapping in this in this uh, talk mm-hmm. about New Year's resolutions. Interesting. OK. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. So, Yeah. What's wild about this this twelve day festival? I don't have any proof, but there's some people who say that like the twelve days of Christmas actually, in part, derives from this ancient Babylonian tendency to do things in like twelve day increments. Oh, interesting. And it, anyway, okay, enough about the Babylonians. Oh. The, what? I miss them already. Already? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I. What a weird festival. What a weird festival. Okay, so those puppets that they made. Yeah. In in day six. Uh, they would um, they would have the puppets have a, a they would do a, a mock battle and then burn them. <laughs> it's It'd be like, but I just made these puppets. Yeah, well, and the whole point was that like without the gods, the city would be in constant chaos. Hmm. So it was like, y'all, it's like you want to be on Santa's nice list. If you're on the naughty list, this is the consequences. Oh. You have to fight a puppet and it, it'll be lit on fire. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Babylonians. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> but lots of places started to adopt uh, Babylonian practices, and one of them was the Romans. So we're going to talk about the Romans after all. So 
the Romans picked up on this Babylonian thing and especially picked up on the idea of making resolutions, that it's time to reflect, it's time to make promises to your family and uh, community about what the upcoming year is going to be. In 46 BC, that's when a proclamation was made that declared January 1st as the start of the new year. And that is... Uh, and and that's when they started the feast of 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 uh, Janus, J A N U S Janus. Janus. Yeah. Janus. Huge Janus. <laughs> um, and uh, Janus is is uh, the month of January is named for Janus. Oh. So now we now we got to talk about now we got to talk about Janus. So, uh, do you know anything about Janus at no, all? No. The, the only thing I ever knew about Janus before reading this stuff for today's podcast was that there are Janus cats. Oh, I've um, heard of that. Well, Janus is the two-faced god. Literally has two faces, looking one direction and looking the other direction. And there's a weird gene that gets expressed sometimes in kittens, and they're born with two faces. Oh. And they're called Janus cats. All cats are two-faced. Well, no, but literally two faces. <laughs> literally two faces. It's either Janus or Janus, depending on who you ask, the Greeks or the Romans, or not, sorry, the Latin, the Latin pronunciation. Anyway, it had two faces. And uh, what's, what's fascinating about that is, just like I was saying earlier of like, New Year's is a time to look backwards and look forwards. Mm -hmm. That's what the two-faced God is doing all the time, uh... looking backwards and looking forwards. And so uh, Janus is the God of transitions and of time, duality, beginnings, endings. There's a lot of just like ruminating and, and reminiscing and, and sort of this like understanding of, of temporality that's part of, uh, of, of Janus. So anyway, you would make promises to Janus uh, because it's God of, of all of this stuff. And, and you would do so on January 1st, the beginning, the official beginning of the year and the official beginning of the month that was dedicated to this God mm. or named after this God at the very least. Some people have picked up on the fact that uh, Janus has some direct correlation to um, the, the trans community. I, when you said the God of transitions, it was like, oh, Republicans hate that God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Got a don't say Janus, <laughs> Bill, in Florida. Um, but uh, that's actually a little more explicit than than um, I, I I thought it would be for gay people. Hmm. So uh, do you remember we've I think we've talked about it before. Um, if not on this show, then on Have a Nice Gay, the Janus Society. Mm -mm. The Janus Society was an early gay organization that was founded in 1962, based in Philadelphia. It was the publisher of Drum Magazine, which is one of the earliest gay publications in the United States. And um, it was also related to uh, the Mattachine Society. So um, the, the Janus Society had a bunch of lesbian and gay activists that were meeting regularly beginning in 1961. They were trying to form a Mattachine Society chapter. And they were not officially recognized as, as a chapter, though, and decided to name themselves the Janus Society of Delaware Valley. And then they renamed themselves the Janus Society of America. The reason that they chose Janus is because of all of these reasons that I was just talking about. Um, that uh, Janus represented uh, transition and also people that embodied a duality of 
gender, hmm. um, which I think there's some problematic st- shit, but give them a break. It's the 60s. Hmm. But just that like the gay men had women inside of them. They have two faces, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. L- lesbian women, the same. Hmm. Um, and uh, uh, Frank Kameny, you know, remember that name? Yeah. Yeah. From, from, uh, from, from gay history. Uh, lectured on homosexual discrimination at the New Century Club, and that was sponsored by the Jaina Society. Uh, he, he talked with them about the fight against employment, education, housing discrimination. One thing about the Jaina Society that uh, is a fight that we've had before is they believed very firmly that we needed to look as normal as possible. Mm. That the, the key to gay liberation was for us to be as unoffensive to heteronormative culture as we could so they required people to show up to protests in a very explicit dress code like women had to be in dresses men had to be in pants like um and uh it was just a strategy that they were employing i think at the time but it it definitely smacks of like internalized homophobia now yeah yeah um and it's uh, takes on all of the customs that you expect from hetero people and says that that's normal and right and what we should kind of acquiesce to yeah. that's instead of being our own unique people that maybe some men don't wear do wear skirts and maybe we don't have to act like them we can act like ourselves and we should be accepted for that as well not just for what they expect us to be yep yep that's exactly right I, and um I don't know. I go back and forth on whether it's like sometimes, sometimes using the language of the oppressor, mm. uh, I, I think can make you m- more points or more progress. But yeah. I also recognize the need to sometimes just say, fuck it and blow all the shit up. Yeah. So it's the, the Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X versions of, of making progress. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I think there are also gay people who want to fit into heterosexual culture and that's okay if they want to dress like that and look like that and fit in with society. Like that's okay if that's what you individually want, Mm -hmm. but to make a blanket rule that everyone has to do that in order to fit in, that's where I think I run into the problems. Yeah. Well, and I dress super straight just because I'm too lazy to like, it takes effort to dress like a gay. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm the the same. Another organization that has named itself after the God of Janus is the society of Janus, which is uh, uh, a BDSM organization. Oh wow. It is based in San Francisco, California. And uh, it was founded in 1974 by Cynthia Slater and Larry Olson. And they said, Quote, there were three basic reasons why we chose Janus. First of all, Janus has two faces, which we interpreted as the duality of SM, once dominant and submissive sides. Second, he's the Roman god of portals, and more importantly, of beginnings and endings. To us, it represents the beginning of one's acceptance of self, the beginning of freedom from guilt, and the eventual ending of self-loathing and fear over one's SM desires. And third, Janus is the Roman god of war, the war we fight against stereotypes commonly held against us. Hmm. And uh, they were one of the founding coalition partners of the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom, which was founded in 1997, which was, uh, a, a, among other things, a, a umbrella organization fighting for all sexuality um, minorities in, in the United States, whether that be uh, like straight people in BDSM all the way to gay people, trans people, leather community, etc. Hmm. Um, 
and I, anyway, so all of this just to say, setting resolutions at New Year's was all part of worshiping Janus, or at the very least, communing with Janus, the, the Roman god. And uh, it has this weirdly queer like thing that it has, has rippled through time. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty cool. It's interesting that gay people in particular, that, that says to me that we particularly relate to this feeling of duality, of looking back and looking forward, of these periods of transition. So maybe we do uniquely relate to resolutions as well. Yeah, maybe so. Hmm. That was really interesting. Well, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, it's your I... turn to be interesting. Oh God! Um, yeah. All right. I'll try. Um, let's talk about the Gata. Let's talk about the Gata. This. It's so I'm fascinated to hear what you're going to yeah. say. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, this is from an article on Forbes by Dr. Tracy Brower, mm-hmm. and this is a breakdown of what resolutions people pick for oh. the new year. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, what resolutions do people pick? Lose weight. I'm betting that's number one. Lose weight, not number one, but very close. That is 20% uh, pick lose weight. Okay. Uh, save more money. Um, That is not on the list. Well, get with it, people. I don't know why <laughs> there's... Yeah, no. That's a weird one. Okay. All right. Uh, fuck more? <laughs> I'm going to go with improve relationships. <laughs> Okay, great. Is what you just said. I mean, that's at 11% said that. Um, okay, well, this is this probably counts as improved relationships. I think like call your grandma more. Oh, um, yeah, I'm gonna count that as relationships. Um, okay, how about like uh, be be cleaner? Be cleaner. Um, we'll count that as live healthier. Okay, all right. Uh, that's the highest one at 23%. Mm. Should I tell you the rest of them? Yeah. Um, live healthier at 23%. Get happy at 21%. Okay. You need to really smart goal that one up. Yeah. We get that one a little bit more specific, a little tighter <laughs> yeah. on the get happy. What does that mean? But that was, that was just be happy, damn it. Just fucking be happy. <laughs> God damn it. It's what I do in therapy. I slap myself and say, get happy. Oh. It's not working. Um, you, should get a, you should get a priest to slap you. I know, right? <laughs> My tears are a sign of health to the gods or whatever. Uh, lose weight was at 20%. Uh, career or job goals was 16%. Mm-hmm. Improve relationships was 11%. Exercise is at 7%. Yeah. Stop smoking is at 5%. And reduce drinking was at 2%. Okay. All right. Which some of those are a lot smaller than I would have expected. I would have expected more on the exercise. Well, the smoking thing, I was like, if it's 5% of everyone, that still seems really high to me. Because mm. how many smokers are left who are like <laughs> smoking on off, enough to be anyway? I don't well, know. this is where I think it gets gay because if you're, if we're talking about smoking, drinking, mm-hmm. like LGBT people are far more likely to do both of those things. And if we're talking ex- exercise, work we have on that some, beach bod, yeah. Yeah, we have some body image issues that we got to work through. So, like, I wonder if it's Boy, you more... got to call me out like that, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> You're just right here, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, we may. I wonder if we're more. I didn't find any gate on this, but we. I wonder if we're more likely to make resolutions because we're more likely to be doing some of the things that are common resolutions. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
My I mean, guess, I'm going to guess that yes, because that makes this episode more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet, of all of the people who say that they're going to do less heroin, it's probably gays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut down a little bit, a little bit. Um, according to the University of Scranton, Pennsylvania, a real place, I guess. The office. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, only eight people. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Only 8% of people will achieve their New Year's resolutions. Oh. Well, okay. How many of them said something stupid like, be happy? Be happy. And then they were like, am I happy? What? No, fuck. Oh, no. Um, okay. But then I was like, that seems very low. So I looked up more studies and I found mixed answers. Another study I read said 55% of responders considered themselves successful in sustaining their resolutions. Okay. So... Studies are, there are mixed studies on whether resolutions are actually useful. Hmm. This study that I read said that participants with approach-oriented goals were more successful than those with avoidance-oriented goals. Oh, do this instead of don't do that. Um, yes. And uh, another aspect of it is approach-oriented goals focus on the positive outcomes. So I want to be, if I... If I get more sleep, I'll be happier and healthier yeah. versus if I don't get enough sleep, I'm going to be a failure. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like, is the reward of it positive or negative? Yeah. They do say that like nature abhors a vacuum or whatever, that if you're trying to change mm. a habit that you have, it's not enough to stop doing that thing. You need to replace it with a different habit that you're okay with. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, if it's, instead of saying, I'm going to stop chewing my fingernails, just say you're going to chew more gum or something. Mm. Like, yeah. So you're going to like, Chew your elbow. Yeah. Um, blow blow more. Put, put other people? things. Put other things in your mouth. Oh yeah, that's smart. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give out more BJ's <laughs> this year. That's we haven't. We're not talking about our personal cells yet, but that's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's some of the data. Um, you said that you thought eight percent sounded wrong. Yeah. For people being successful you expected it to be higher yeah yeah that seemed too low you 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 think that they're like good like you expected them to be more useful or successful yeah more successful than eight percent for sure okay that seems like barely anyone's get and and this other study did say that it was 55 so another study i looked at that i'm not talking about said um that people that made weight loss goals there were no no one was it did not successfully affect their actual weight like yeah. i've seen a range of studies and opinions on this i mean you also said a very correct thing of like the get happy one be happy one like you've got to make them smart goals or or you're it, they're not re they're not real yeah <laughs> or yeah you're gonna fail and i wonder um i wonder how many how, how, how many of those people just said i'm gonna lose some weight which that's not sufficient you need to say yeah. like an amount or yeah. like and you also need to set an amount that is a reasonable amount not like i'm gonna lose 50 pounds yeah you know like you got to be reasonable take steps one step at a time and um make it something that's the a achievable and smart i'm gonna lose 100 pounds by dumping that twink <laughs> <laughs> timothy chalamet yeah um well, talking about like how how people view the validity or usefulness, um, I've got I've got four 
quotes about resolutions from gays from history. So, gays from history. Mm-hmm. Okay. And first, Oscar Wilde has some opinions. <gasps> so if people don't know who Oscar Wilde is, uh, he lived from 1854 to 1900. He was an Irish poet, dramatist, uh, and, and wit. He was best known for his novel, The Picture, Picture of Dorian Gray, and his comic masterpieces, Lady Windermere's Fan and The Importance of Being Earnest. So um, he, was, he got in a lot of trouble for banging dudes. Yeah. Like, he's unambiguously gay, unlike the historical, like, you know, you can't call people gay if they didn't call themselves that or whatever the fuck yeah, yeah. historians say. They're bullshit. <laughs> anyway, he said, quote, Good resolutions are simply checks that men draw on a bank where they have no account. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of right? I mean, I can see I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> that whole thing of like you don't know the future, so like don't get too hung up on thinking you can predict it even yourself. Yeah. It also seems fatalistic though. Like just be happy, damn it. Be happy. <laughs> Just be happy, 21% of you. <clears throat> well, and in the you said in the data, improving relationships. So James Agate, who lived from 1877 to 1947, was an English diarist and theater critic. Faggot. That's gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, between World War One and t- World War Two, he took up journalism in his late 20s. He was on the staff of the Manchester Guardian, and uh, he lived an openly gay lifestyle during the 1930s. Wow. He said, New Year's resolution, colon, to tolerate fools more gladly, provided this does not encourage them to take up more of my time. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I feel like I'm the opposite. Like, let's. Oh, don't put up with them. Yeah. More. Let's let's stop dealing with fools. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does say Provided. Provided that, like yeah. if you could be nice and that makes them go away, then that's true. Be yeah, nice and if make they them take go up, away. yeah, if they don't take up as much as your time, maybe that's worthwhile. Uh, it does seem though that like a lot of people are interested in like I'm gonna be less bothered by filling the blank. Like one year, I was like I'm gonna rage book less. Oh, did and you? It did you, not work. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was a failure. Do you still rage book? I've moved to threads. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's been so transphobic and toxic and horrible, and I just can't stop myself. And and then I feel bad because there are lots of people, some of whom are trans, who are like, don't feed the trolls, just fucking stop. Yeah. And part of the reasoning, and I really need to figure this out for myself, is if we're in the same pool of people, engaging means that that content's going to be shown to other people. Right. Not engaging means it won't. Right. So it's helping trans people by not helping them because it doesn't throw in their face horrible shit that's being said about them yeah i uh, you mean by by not engaging it's now not going to be shown to people in in your circle or less likely to be yeah 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 i think i think blocking is one of the best options to or reporting not that they're gonna the social media platforms as we know from the glad studies are wildly horrible especially for trans people and no one seems to be doing shit about it well i have a carefully curated collection of dicks on x now <laughs> i don't see transphobic <laughs> things at all despite glad saying that like that's the toxic wasteland cesspool of the united states yeah if not the universe threads is fucking 
horrific mm. every time I log on. And um, I don't know. I don't know what I did to the algorithm or what happened in the universe for the algorithm to decide to be this way this holiday season. But it's, it's <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. It's really, really bad. But I mean, but the, you engage in a piece of content like that and then it thinks, oh, you want to see more of that. Yeah. So by engaging, you're also fucking over your feed. It does make my reptile brain really happy to tell somebody that they're fucking stupid. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, moving on. Another like Leonard Bernstein, composer, uh, eight, 1918 to 1990. Conductor, composer, pianist, music, music educator, author, humanitarian. Um, he was bisexual, had relationships with both men and women. Um, and but he needs some advice from what you were just saying to make positive instead of negative. Like oh, stop okay. doing something instead of stop doing something else. Anyway, he said from New Year's on the from New Year's on the outlook brightens. Good humor lost in a mood of failure returns. I resolve to stop complaining. Stop complaining. It, but it would be like if I. I think the approach oriented could be. Either I want to have more positive things to say or maybe if i stop complaining i will live a happier life or something like that yeah i mean it's good humor lost in a mood of failure returns so the the idea being if you're focused on the negative that's one thing for yourself but if you talk about all of the negative with other people you're going to bring them down and pretty soon everybody's miserable yeah so stop complaining it's a little bit like don't feed the trolls in a way yeah like just Engage with what you want more of in the universe and don't. But then that's a suffer in silence kind of thing. Like if your life is, is shitty and you have some complaints and you have somebody who's on your team that wants to listen to you, it's okay to talk to them. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. To It's like you don't want that to be your exclusive thing. If you're always just complaining, that's frustrating. But you're allowed to express your frustrations to other people. And that's part of like having friends is being able to be like, this thing sucks. And they can be like, yeah, you know what? That really does suck. And you get to be like, thank you. You're yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Uh, the last one is the gayest one of all. Okay. I think. Anais Nin uh, lived from 1903 to 1977. And uh, she was a French-born author of novels and short stories whose literary reputation rests on the eight published volumes of her personal diaries. Um, and uh, she was also bisexual. She had relationships with both men and women. And she said, quote, I made no resolutions for the new year. The habit of making plans, of criticizing, sanctioning, and molding my life is too much of a daily event for me. Oh, so she's already doing this. And doesn't need another burden of another like impetus to make resolutions. Yeah, like I don't need to. I don't need to reflect on my life and figure out what to do better next year. I'm queer. I do that every single day. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that too. And and it does. It does. I think we should take a pause and ask ourselves: Are resolutions good? Hmm. Because if it's just going to make you dig up feelings about how shit your life is or has been the last year and then try to drum up hope out of you when you just don't have the fucks to give right now or set you up to set a bunch of things that you're going to fail and then feel worse about yourself for failing. Like maybe they're a net negative and you shouldn't do it. And I think all of those things that I mentioned that are potential pitfalls are huge for gay people, queer people. 
wow, that was the most pessimistic I've ever heard resolutions be. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. All right. Um, no, I mean, it's a good point though. Like if that's what it's doing to like, yeah. Do resolutions actually help you? Do you, do you feel better by setting resolutions? What happens if you miss a day or you don't hit your resolution? Like, do you feel, do you feel okay with that? Do you have your kind of plan around that? And I think it's very easy to be caught in this pitfall of like, now's the time everyone has to make goals and I have to do it. And I don't want to, or it, yeah, it's going to bring up these negative feelings that I haven't even considered. I just am supposed to do it. Yeah. Mostly just don't feel pressured to right. Know yourself. No. Uh, God, I, my feelings are coming out in gas form. <laughs> um, if you know that it's not going to be good for you, don't do it. Right. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. And if you don't know whether it's going to be good for you, like try like with something small and attainable and see if that works. Yeah. 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 Go take an average dick. Don't go for the giant one right away. You know what? Or actively <laughs> seek out the small ones because they're just as fun. And you can feel like a champ when you take them. Absolutely. That's the best thing about small dicks is you're like, I'm the best. I'm so good at taking dick. Look at me go. Um, I'm Balls in- deep. Balls deep. Get them in there. You got room to spare. Oh, God. Set right. up your couch inside my butt. You got so much room. Wow. I don't know. Um, should I tell you about ideas for gay New Year's resolutions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, the you're, you're also gonna like in the Patreon segment, you're gonna go over tips. Yes. For how to make good ones. Yes. Right? I'm according. I'm gonna give you tips according to health.ucdavis.edu. So mm. uh, actual an like, edu. It must be real. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that seems legit. So I'll have tips on how to come up with a resolution in Patreon. But for now. We're going to give ideas for, then this is actually, this was 2022. So keep this in mind. Seven new queers resolutions to make. New queers resolutions. Yeah. I love it. I accept it. I accept. Uh, To make your 2022 delightfully gay. And this is an article on the Pink News by Jackson King. Okay. So we're going to see how relevant these are to today. And if we're going to make any modifications, I would say. Okay. Okay. So number one, have a bleach blonde moment. Oh, God. <laughs> Are people still doing that? I don't. I think I thought that that feels very 2002. Like that mm. feels like COVID and after we had crises and it was like blonde, your blonde, your hair. Well, kind of dye your hair blonde just to feel better about things. That was the joke was a twink going through a crisis, dyes their hair blonde. Yes, yes, yes. Like, yes. Hot blonde summer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So what maybe uh instead of specifically doing blonde, maybe like something different with your hair or like add some color to your hair. Yeah, yes, not specifically blonde, but uh, um and I don't even know if necessarily specifically about hair. It's okay to just like fucking change something. Change up your look. Yeah. Maybe maybe don't go with like something permanent or hard to change back, but yeah. like you know, I wouldn't I'm not recommending face tattoo as your first thing no get a leg tattoo first yeah yeah (laughs) number two get into a gay subculture oh so wait like pups or leather or 
diapers or I don't know. Yeah, some of the suggestions were leather, ballroom, bear, drag, radical fairies, witchcraft, a sports team, a fetish club. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different ways to be gay and to celebrate gayness and to be around other gay people. And clubs are one of those ways. There's probably clubs, organizations, groups for just about anything you could want. There's a gay version of just about everything is what I'm saying. In the immortal words of poet and philosopher Sweet Brown, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) (laughs) I I also don't. Yeah, I don't have time for for this. But if you do. It's a bandwidth, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this could be a time to reevaluate where are you spending your time because... If bandwidth is an issue, okay, what am I spending my time on? And is it the places I do want to be spending my time? And if not, stop stop spending them in places you don't want to and start putting them towards something that's more useful to you. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Number three, make a zine. No. No. (laughs) What year was this? (laughs) Uh, Were we all into zines in 2022? No, zine. No, we weren't zine. But I was z- even in them in the nineties or whatever. Nineties was probably the heyday for zines. I know that's what I'm saying. Oh. Like it was wasn't even. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is a particularly like kind of queer thing because that was a way that gay people spread information and had alternate alternative kind of ways outside of the mainstream papers to express yeah. things. Okay. Okay. The slight tweak that I would put there is like start a TikTok. <laughs> I don't know that your resolution should be start a TikTok. No. That seems like it could take you I don't have a TikTok because I'm worried about the rabbit hole it would be send me down. Uh, right. I don't I don't have a TikTok either because I did well I did have a TikTok for like it was early in the TikTok days. Mm. And the first time that I was like I'm just going to I'm just going to look at a couple while I fall asleep and then next thing I look at the alarm clock and it says 4 a.m. cuz yeah. I just like swirled and swirled and swirled and had no idea how I it, it's like getting abducted by aliens and getting anal probed Kyle like you have no <laughs> idea how long you've been gone. <laughs> you don't know what happened to you while you were away. Um what yeah. I'm hearing is TikTok can get me anal. Yes. Great. But I think being a content contributor, content creator that's oh. that's a little bit different. Like make TikTok, don't watch it. <laughs> make, that's true. Make TikTok, don't watch it. Huh? I like that. Um, or you know, whatever kind of social media you want, get on Threads if you want to start combating the shittiness. Yeah. No, don't do that. We're not supposed to do that. Oh, but like creating, co- not not like arguing with people. I mean, like creating trans, making queer ass awesome things. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Embrace ink and piercings. The suggestions were nose ring, a padlock earring, armband, or a triangle tattoo. Okay. Mm. So maybe your resolution could be get your first tattoo or get your first piercing. Yeah. No? I don't know. I got I got I got one ear pierced and an ankle tattoo in the nineties and it's fine. <laughs> but that that's like this is a very achievable goal that you could set for yourself. Oh, that's true. And it could make you feel kind of gay. Depending on if you do something gay with it. That's absolutely true. So that could be a nice way to kind of be affirming and take care of yourself in a weird way. Can you maybe like try henna first to see if you like it? Oh yeah. Don't they have those temporary tattoos that you can like draw on what you want and it lasts for a couple weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Or like try um, clip-ons 
for a while. I don't oh, know if they clip on nose rings or not, but like yeah. <laughs> clip on nose ring. Ow. Yeah. I mean, getting a nose ring sounds like it would hurt anyway, but clip on for some reason. Um, number five, volunteer for an LGBTQ plus cause. I repeat, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Maybe you don't, but I know, I know, I know. Other people may have the time. Like usually, uh, cities will have their like LGBTQ, like center or whatever yeah. that you could try volunteering for. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be a helpful way to spend time in life. Huh. Um, say yes to the mullet. Oh no! I think I'm I'm going yes. The mullet is back in a big way. Now, and I think even? it's, I think even now it's almost 2024, Kyle, I think it's here to stay for hmm. now temporarily. It's temporarily here to stay. Okay. I think the mullet is big and you should how get you, one. How do you feel about them? I've been more and more accepting of them. Okay. All I right. think because like having the sides of your head shaved down real tight mm-hmm. has been like, even if with no mullet has been kind of like this trend in men's hair mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so then the mullet is just like what if we did that but just the back stayed where it was <laughs> i'm in i'm i'm good with mullets okay you're not i'm fine with it it depends on how long it is in the back i guess like the party in the back part i'm fine with but like some of them some of them are nasty oh yeah like, you got to keep that shit up yeah <laughs> you can't just let it go to wherever right yeah right. And lastly, turn up the trans media. Yeah. Um, it had some suggestions that I'm just going to read because I thought these are probably still very useful even today. Okay. Uh, you could read Tory Porter's, Tory Peter's critically acclaimed Detransition Baby or Shola Von Reinholdt's award-winning Loat. Inject your playlist with hyperpop Sophie. That, that's The artist's name is Sophie. With the hyper pop of Sophie, the gender bending sounds of Shamir, or the captivating hip hop of Tranny Boy. And be sure to dial into trans podcasts such as What the Trans, Gender Reveal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Marsha's Plate for trans perspectives on news and pop culture. So lots of ways that you can tune into trans things. Put Kim Petras's slut pop on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> more than I have already, Mike. Yeah. How is that possible? <laughs> well, you know, if you if you do an audit of how you're spending your time, you might find some more. That's true. <laughs> I might find more time to spend on Kim Petras's slut pop <laughs> or her um, her new album. Is it called Plastique? Oh, shit. That's the straightest thing about me is not knowing the name of Kim Petras's album. I hope she does some more stuff with Sam Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was magic. I mean, it was Grammy award winning. <sighs> what about you, Mike? What about me? Do you have any, well, gay resolutions or just resolutions? I want to get back down under 200 pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this last year, there's many, many, many awesome things that happened this last year that I'm very grateful for. And I, I, I put on some weight. So mm. like that's, that's one. One for sure. Body issues. <laughs> yeah. Is that a healthy resolution for you? I think so. Okay. I think so. I mean, it's it's only been a year-ish since I was under 200 pounds. Like, it's not... I don't have that far to go is what I'm saying. Mm. Um, 
So it's a reasonable goal? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I haven't set a time frame on it. Like maybe by pride, but I think I don't really like tying appearance things to an event. Like for some people it's very motivating, right? Like, oh, yeah. I've got a cruise in September. I've got to get ready for that or whatever. For some people that would work that would not work for me. That would be unhealthy for me. Oh, why is so, that? Um because I think I would one of two things would happen. I would either go too hard and potentially injure myself or uh, I would not be making satisfactory progress toward that and it would make me feel worse. Mm. I, I would feel guilty and bad. Yeah. There's also the thing of what happens after the event. Like yeah. whether you hit your goal or not, once the event has come and passed, mm. then what? The The idea is not just like, oh, let me go back to how I was. The goal is to make like long-term healthy yeah. decisions for your life that you can sustain. Yep. So, yep. yeah, Yay, you fit in that tux or bridesmaid's dress or whatever, but like, mm, now what? Now what? Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. I'm trying to think if there's anything else on my big looming list and, and there's really not. Hmm. Um, and a calling it a resolution is pretty strong language too. Like I don't, I'm not very formal about it. It's not like I have a book somewhere that I write my shit down. Yeah. Um, maybe I should, maybe I'd be better at it if I did. But mm. How about you? What, what? Um, I have a goal to stop binge eating. Okay. Cause that's a hard thing for me to deal with, <laughs> do yeah. not do. Um, and it, I don't know, hmm? causes body image issues yeah. and yeah, I don't know. Well, okay, so looking at the shit from earlier, though, like stopping doing something, they said it's better to do something else, right? I know. So what is it? Like binge eat cucumbers? Is that what I should <laughs> Is that what I should set my goals oh, to? Oh, God. What is a cucumber but an unpickled pickle, though? No, I love cucumbers. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. Cucumbers are delicious. Um, I mean, I don't know. Do more meal planning? Oh, that's a positive thing that maybe I'm trying to think of. Yeah. How I would reframe that into something that is approach oriented and not avoidance. But I think maybe it's, I will, maybe it's something about like find happiness in, in places that are not food. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have some, some initial feedback on that being a smart goal, but I think that's yeah. at least it's approach instead of avoid. Then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I'll have to refine that or figure out what exactly I want to do with it. But I don't know. That's just something that happens a lot, especially when I have big feelings that I'm like, Oh, food will solve this. And then it doesn't. Yeah. And then I just ate, you know, the entire fill in the blank of whatever thing I just bought at the store Yep. and it didn't actually fix anything. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, I want to start looking for a new job. Yeah. Okay. So. Are you comfortable saying that on the air? No one listens. <laughs> no one from my current job listens. I thought I thought about that. And um, yeah, I just, I need a different job. So I'm going to be starting to apply to new jobs again. Yeah. God, ain't nobody got time for that. Girl. That's overwhelming. <laughs> that idea is overwhelming to me, but. It's something I need to do and something that I also, given how tough it was last time to find a job, I have such little faith that it's actually going to happen. That's a really hard one for me to, 
it's one of those that I know needs to be on my list and I am just agonizing over. Yep. It's going to be horrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. Especially after it, it took so long and so much effort to get this one. Yeah. 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 But like you said the other day, a journey of a thousand miles starts with one application. Yeah. So, you know, I think breaking things down into attainable steps, like next step, I need to update my resume. Yeah. That's a good, that's a doable step that I can do in a couple hours at some point. And even that, I mean, some things I'm in a place where a lot of things seem overwhelming. Even Mm -hmm. that seems like a lot, but that's more of a achievable step than just the big giant goal of find a new job. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. How do you feel about resolutions in general? Like some people are like you, like some of the gays that you just told us about are like wildly against the idea of resolutions or like, how do you feel about resolutions in general? Um, mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Like I think I, I said at the top of the show about how like new year's is my favorite holiday because it's like, Hey, take a look back. Think about what's going on forward. Here's your, here's your like built in milestone every year. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think formalizing that a little bit and saying that you're going like, to set some actual goals could be really good and healthy. Um, but I also like totally get the very human, like try to set a promise that something's going to change. And then it's, you do it like three times and then you stop and then you've now failed. Yeah. But, um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think probably, uh, if done right are likely a net force for good, but, um, they have to be done right, which maybe hopefully in the Patreon segment, you'll say how to do it right. <laughs> I, maybe we'll learn how to do it right. Yeah. How, how about you? I think I've gone through these phases where I've been like, I feel like you go to college and you're like, why do we pick this artificial time to set resolutions? And then it's like, okay, Yes, it is kind of artificial that on January 1st, when a new year hits, that all of a sudden you're making new goals. You could set new goals any time of the year. If this is the forcing function that encourages you to do it, that's so be it. And yeah. now now's a good time to do that because a lot of people are doing it as well. So you may have support from others or it's a, just a convenient kind of time to reflect on it. So I think I've gone through those like... Yep being against it and now being like, you know what, if that helps you, so be it. Yeah. I think that's a lot of things that I've started to just be like, you know what, if it helps you great. Mm -hmm. If I think, um, someone posted on Facebook, like if decorating for Christmas early makes people happy, you know what? So what, you know, there's all, no, Always around the holidays, there's like, yeah, you're not allowed to se- start Day after Thanksgiving at the earliest, you fuckers. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah. But it's like, but does it matter? Like, no. if if it makes you happy, if it works for you, then great. Put your tree up at St. Patrick's Day. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leave your tree up all year round. <laughs> Unless it's real. Ooh. It'll burn your house down. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, donate that shit or whatever. I have another resolution, Kyle. Oh, what is it? We have a big secret project, <gasps> and we have to get that across the finish line. Oh. Like, we have a resolution together. We do have a joint resolution. Yeah. 
more on that later, everybody. Yeah. But, but do we have any other ones for gayish? Oh, I didn't even think about if we had gayish resolutions. Yeah. Get more rating, reviewing, and subscribing. Rate, review, subscribe, and recommend you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we get people to do things by calling them names. Yeah. That's the gayish way. That's true. No, I don't know. I'll have to think about if I have any resolutions for gayish. Hmm. Hmm. We've got some like dream guests in the pipeline. It'd be yeah. great to nail at least one of those maybe. Yeah. 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 Like fuck them. Yeah. Great. Well, or vice versa. Or, or the, you know, <laughs> or whomever fucks whomever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did we do it? I, I'm surprised at how gay, especially your topics were for resolutions. I did not expect it to be as gay as it was. Yeah. Me neither. But here we are. <laughs> here, here we are. Um, yeah. I think we did it. We did it. Yeah. Uh, well, I resolve to take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are we back? We're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We're on socials at Gayish Podcast. You can see all the places you can find us, like Facebook groups and Discord and everything, at gayishpodcast.com slash contact. Our hotline. You can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585 585- Five four two nine four seven four. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box one nine eight eight two, Seattle, Washington, nine eight one oh nine. We have Christmas presents. Oh, we do? We do. Ooh. Uh, these are from Jacob Rosatano. And it's very complicated and I don't know what to how to how to do it. But like there's uh, this there was this, it said Mike open first, Mike open second. It was a very lovely letter said very nice things about me that I would cry if I read them. So Oh, happy holidays, Mike. This is for you. Here this one says Kyle open first. Okay. Uh, uh Jacob was also my secret Santa. Our Discord server has a secret Santa every single year and uh this year was no different and um he got me the drink you lie you, the drink the game you lie you drink. And uh it it looks like uh it combines both of my favorite things, lying to my friends and getting hammered. So <laughs> Perfect. Oh, this is a long note that I'll have to read afterwards. I can already tell it's going to be very sweet. I started reading some of it. Edible. Edible glitter. Brew glitter that is edible. Make your drink gay. Bring it to the party tomorrow. (laughs) Edible glitter. Um, Oh, this really adorable scarf. This is beautiful. And it's so soft and cozy. It's like purple and black. Nice colors, yeah. This is lovely. And lastly, <laughs> it's a sip caddy. So you put it in your shower <laughs> so you can rest your drink on it. <laughs> that's oh great. God, that's amazing. Shower drinking is amazing. Thank you. Uh, and got me the book of terribly awesome dad jokes. <laughs> I will read one just on principle. I can only handle 25 letters of the alphabet. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jacob. Thank you so much, Jacob. That was very sweet of you. Okay. Is it time for Gays and Straightest? Yeah. Hey, rate, review, subscribe, and recommend, you motherfuckers. Yes, please. The resolve to help small independent podcasts grow and to do that, you can rate, review, subscribe, or recommend. All of that really helps us. 
but like it actually helps us. Mm-hmm. Like it actually helps. It does. Gayest straightest? Yeah. Okay, great. You're uh, my, you, go ahead. Okay. Oh, um, my gayest is you and I played bingo this week. <laughs> yeah. It was and fun. Uh, I won the rim job one. So yeah. I got to stand up and shout rim job. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, you it's have bingo. to say bingo. <laughs> So I got in trouble for yelling rim job. But they're the ones that said it was called rim job. I know. Get, and I <laughs> around the outside of the card is yeah. what they were looking for. And yeah. Anyway. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny too. It uh, was my plan. If I won, I was gonna do it. You so. were like, I really want to win so I can yell rim job, and then I got to. Um my straightest is when I man, I live home alone, so I get to burp and fart as loud as I want to. Yeah, you can and do and should. And do yes, exactly. <laughs> sorry, Reynolds. Oh, he's probably not sorry. No. Although there's this adorable uh, reel going around on Instagram of uh, pets reacting to their owner's farts. <laughs> and I love it so much. That's hilarious. Um, the straightest thing about me this week was uh, leaving for Dungeons and Dragons last night. I um, went out th- the door and I some I shit in my hands. But like that was when I realized that I had grabbed my six pack of beer that was missing two beers <laughs> by the by the empty um, rings. Yeah. And so I was just like running down the stairs with like dangly four beers in my hand. I was like, <laughs> what kind of straight guy frat shit is this? <laughs> um, mm. And then uh, the gayest thing about me this week, I am doing impress, which is an Invisalign um, competitor. And uh, uh, I realized it's, they're really, they're really good for blowjobs. Oh, cause you can't teeth anyone. Cause I can't teeth anyone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's brilliant. They should market it like that. Right. <laughs> this week's gay sisters from a listener. Com- this We have a listener's gay sisters this week. <laughs> God damn it, motherfuckers. <laughs> we have a listener's gay sisters this week. It comes to us from Ale- Alexei in our voicemail. Hi, this is Alexei. Um, calling uh, for South Mike and Kyle. Love you guys' podcast. Um, to me, my gayest and straightest for the week. Uh, gayest would have been... Um, well, I'm in Mexico City right now on a vacation and went to a three-story gay bar in the city. So that was super cool. Um, Stratus was probably Mexican wrestling. Um, think of like WWE, but Mexican, yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Love the podcast. Keep it up. WWE, but Mexican? Three-story gay bar? All of that sounds <laughs> gayest and straightest. Yeah. Super gay, <laughs> super straight. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you. And if you want your gayest Australia to be played on the air, we would love to play it. Just uh, send it any way you can get audio to us, uh, including leaving us a voicemail on the hotline. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, that's that's it. Um, a special thank you to everybody who makes a New Year's resolution this year. Yeah, thank you to that God, two-faced God, whose name? Janus. Janus. Hugh Janus. Hugh Janus. <laughs> Um, and thank you to our super cat bridgers, Kaylee Adam, Kit Oliver, Andrew Bugby, William Bryan, John Crowley, Stephen Porch, Yost Osel, Harry Shaw, Jonathan Montanias, Wadu Forest Nail, Patrick Martin, Steve Douglas, Explosive Zanya, Michael Covington, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Thomas B, Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A. Coleman, Chris Cachatorians, and Jerome York. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your money. Uh, that's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cachatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you.
See you next year. Year. It is next year. See you next week. See you next week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.